You're listening to Chugging Bleach, the only podcast where the bounce count. Welcome to Chugging Bleach, the anime review show where we watch all of Bleach, including 10 episodes of the Shusuke Amagai arc. God, there's got to be a better name than that. No, that's what it is. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm here with my usual hosts, Dan Video Games. You should say I'm a guy. Dr. Agro. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was that was criminal. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Wolfhart. You will believe a man can fly through these fucking episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm your host, Bob Video Games, here to tell you all about Bleach. <laughs> Is that what you do here? I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm here for, actually. Bob was merely elected a figurehead of Chucky Bleach when Agro had an illegal election and killed everyone who <laughs> vetoed it. As I said earlier, we watched 10 episodes of this nonsense. Oh, God, Agro, is that how the next Bless Blontet's going to go? <laughs> what, 10 episodes of Bleach? No, the everyone who votes against your movie gets killed. Uh. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to have to find out if you don't vote against my movie. <laughs> oh, no. But it's episodes 170 through 179. Someone listening right now is like, those dumbasses, that's nine episodes. <laughs> Every time. Somehow we we wound up on this specific structure. Yes. It's always funny. <laughs> It is. That's <laughs> uh, true. At some point, we're going to have to do six episodes just once to get off <laughs> yeah. this pattern. Somehow we ended up cutting off the ending this time exactly? Yeah, luckily. So we will be reviewing the ending at, at later in this episode. So stick around for that past all the uh, recap and everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really want to hear us off on the ending. <laughs> recap, more like recrap. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad anime we watch bad anime that's the joke this is rock bottom but before we can recap them i need to know if i can get early access to the show <laughs> chris do you know I, i'm not sure yes you can go to our patreon at patreon.com slash gb podcast to get early access to this and pokemon go to the movies our other anime review podcast you also get many other benefits, such as a patron-exclusive show every other month and a patron-funded show every other month opposite of those. So you get some... It, Patreon funds something every month. That's true. That's patreon.com slash Podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I have a special request this time if we're leaping into the recap right now, Bob. Yeah, sure. What's up? Can I read my note before Chris even recaps it? <laughs> I have, I have one note for this first episode. Sure, I guess. Here's, here's my idea. You ever see like a Looney Tune where they're doing a fun festive like chase and then they actually clock out like it was their job? Well, that's me right now. So the budget in this episode is so bad. It looks like a web tune. It looks like a webisode. Okay, I'm done. Good night. See you next episode. Harsh but fair. <laughs> Episode 170. <laughs> Recap. The new characters are joining Ichigo's class. Kenryu answers questions for everyone. Chizuru is a pedophile. Keigo asks why Kenryu is the only one talking. Kenryu explains that Rurichio is nobility and doesn't talk to peasants. He then threatens to kill Keigo. <laughs> Something Keigo's pretty used to. 
Mauricio tries to talk to Ichigo, who is extremely disinterested. She orders Ichigo to get her a drink, and Keigo complains some more than everybody says it was good that Keigo gets death threat. Ichigo doesn't want to go get her a drink, but everybody shames him into doing it. After school, he's going home, and the freak patrol are asking where... By the way, everybody's really fucking off-model. Those are the first two spoiler images. Everybody being really off-model. It's so bad this time. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm who are these people i'm literally the meme of if nothing matters then why does it hurt <laughs> Rurisho wants to walk home with ichigo and her retainers are like no you have to follow the plan we made to keep you safe she makes a really good pout that is the next spoiled image mm -hmm. it's pretty good yeah i like how many times her face turns into she is a lizard like there's just <laughs> something about the faces she making that says there's a fly in her mouth right now <laughs> I kept getting, because of the way they kept drawing Rukia, I was like, it's her stunt double. <laughs> At home, she eats dinner and is excited to go to school again because she already has a crush on Ichigo and Kenryu is upset at how obvious this is. We cut to Ichigo's room and they talk about the new people. Ichigo is disinterested. Rukia can't find anything about them. And Kone pretends to be interested because he wants to go sexually harass the girl. And Ichigo's like, I'm going to bed. Something happens in the middle of the night. Ichigo senses it, even though we had an entire fucking plot about how he's bad at that. And he spirits <laughs> up. An entire fucking plot. You mean the franchise bleeds? <laughs> Aside from the fucking movie where he's a different character? <laughs> he kicks Cone in the face, is getting out. Kenryu is on the roof, and him and Rukia talk to him. Some balls of light explode, and figures come out and bomb through the ceiling and into the house. Kenryu ditches Ichigo and says he'll leave the rest to him, and it's some ninja guy with a weird sword with, like, a mirror gauntlet attached. They fight for a little bit, and the mirror on the gauntlet reflects light from the moon, I guess, because it's fucking nighttime and can flashbang you and stun you. It's really unimpressive because it's a filler fight. Ichigo then counter-reflects the light off his sword and stuns him and owns him, and then he tries to ask the guy a question... And, but the guy runs off and Ichigo tries to knock him down with a Getsuga, but the guy blows himself up with like a fucking grenade because he <laughs> failed in his mission, I guess. Kenryu returns and Ichigo kicks him in the face. Rukia and Ichigo demand to know what's going on, but then we just hard cut to them calling Orihime and Chad and Ishida to talk about it. Rurichio's guys are nobles. There's a bit where Ichigo repeatedly points out that it makes no sense for Rukia to not know who this family is and for them to not know who Rukia is. Yeah. And then Ishida's like, Ichigo, stop questioning the filler or we'll yeah. be here all day. Just, just let it happen. Yeah, right. I started screaming. I'm like, Get, you can't just write them being like, shut up, audience. This is what you sound like. I've forgotten why I loved Ichigo so much back in the day. <laughs> Rurichio is the head of a noble family and the advisor wants to usurp her and take it over because she's a weak leader because her parents died that's it that's this whole fucking plot okay uh, they take seven minutes to get through this conceit they do and they ha all i can think of is that her parents died of illness in the soul society that the thing i guess listen shut up <laughs> this is how bleach works okay <laughs> i mean that's not even getting into how can you have children in soul society it's very fucking weird. Yeah. Why are there noble houses that aren't in uh -huh. the book? Right. Yeah. Fucking soul society, man. None of it actually makes any sense. Illustrated guide to soul reapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Us. We're, we're looking at the male Shinigami Association meeting. They're all dressed as Boncho because they got kicked out of the, the room they were in. Now they're in a storage shed. They're talking about phone charms. There's no joke. 
Some of the charms are pretty good, though. Episode 171. Just throwing in this picture of Kago disassociating in this shot because that's me watching these. <laughs> Ichigo is running with the noble squad. They run a little bit of shtick. Ichigo's annoyed they're treating him like hired help. She's interested in a vending machine. Ichigo buys her a soda while Kenryu tries to look up what a vending machine is in this little, like, human world guidebook he has. Ichigo explains what a vending machine is. They do some shtick where Inryu, the big mute guy, gets up in Ichigo's face when he doesn't use appropriately noble speak for the girl. Then they take pictures in a photo booth, which I think is very good. Always got quality Rukia. I very much enjoy Inryu. He, I think he is the breakout character of this arc so far <laughs> with his expressions. Oh boy. Yeah. They play it in an arcade and Ichigo wins her cat doll. Ichigo talks with her retainers about how they're useless and have no plan and then they go home. Yuzu invited Ruricio to dinner. It's curry. Ruricio doesn't like carrots, so they do the you gotta eat them to respect the farmers, yada yada bit. <laughs> yeah. The retainers show up and start shit, and Ichigo has had enough and is like, I'm gonna fucking kill you two if you don't get out of my face. And then Ruricio gets indignant and chews the retainers out and says she hates them and runs off with Yuzu and Karen chasing. And then the retainers were like in her like depression mode because she said she hates us. What are we gonna do? Rukia then insists Ichigo is in the wrong because she has been replaced by a different character in this filler arc. <laughs> and or like the fascism her brother like injected into her during her upbringing is like flaring up. I mean, even Ichigo going on the entire rant about farmers was really weird and not really in character for him either. Yeah, it was weird. They're like, it's a royal lady and she's really young. What is she? Oh, she's a brat. Okay, Ichigo, it's time for you to be a weird, domineering, almost abusive dad archetype during this dinner. See, it felt more like an older brother. Like, it felt like him being an older brother. So it didn't register as strange to me at all. Yeah, it felt like a practiced older brother thing. Then Yuzu and Karen show up and say, she really did run away. We lost her. And then they find her body at home. She ditched her yi guy. She ran off pouting and runs into Orihime, who I guess can see her. Orihime moms at her a little bit, like her ovaries turn on. She has to pretend to raise this child. Orihime basically tells her gently that she is a spoiled brat and needs to be more grateful to be those around her. Then her hat blows off and that brief flicker was enough for another one of those ninjas to show up. This dude has a spear. He attacks, and Orihime saves her. Then he pulls out a weird sea anemone thing that fuses with the big spear, and it shoots energy waves that become rock? It's real fucking goofy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, that... Man, what a stupid power. Hope that doesn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Orihime wards him off. It, it feels like they were like, how can we have somebody do it ice powers, but it not be ice? <laughs> they had a whole writers meeting about this one problem they needed to solve what is hard and could come from a sword and isn't ice he attacks and orihime saves her orihime wards him off and she blocks him but he's gonna crush them with a the big rock orihime's getting crushed by the stone richio has a little breakdown about how people are getting hurt for her sake and why is this happening to her what did she do and then the retainers show up and shield her and orihime with their bodies then Ichigo shows up and him and Rukia start fighting the assassin and their swords get fucking stuck in the rock he makes. This is embarrassing, guys. <laughs> Sad performance. And then Kenryu uses his Zanpakuto release, Bloom Benishidare, 
It's a black sword covered in flowers. It makes pollen that causes flowers to sprout on any weapon they touch, so it covers the assassin's spear and flowers, and it doesn't work anymore. Rukia and Ichigo think it's really lame, but Orihime thinks it's really cool. They do some more lightly bonking at each other, filler fight, until Ichigo just gets sick of fighting someone with such a stupid power and deletes it, the encounter with Getsuga Tensho, and then the dude runs off and kills himself. <laughs> it is the best shot in this whole set of episodes. Yeah, it's Him ludicrous. leaping into the wall to kill himself. Right, I was like, yeah. did you really think that was going to work? I guess it did. It's, it's, like, uh, they, it's like they stacked all the fucking desks in a classroom. He jumped in onto the top, and it fell right. over and killed him. We are too far into a Shonen series for a little rubble to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> the next one's gonna inject himself with a deadly strain of a virus. <laughs> He's in the hospital bed. Ha, ah, you're so old, Ichigo. I'm dying a horribly painful death. <laughs> Very slowly, too. Mauricio <laughs> and the retainers go home, and she says she'll eat her carrots from now on. Uh, buh, buh. The next day, the two retainers dive through Ichigo's window while he's asleep, crying because she's missing again. Illustrated Guide to Soul Reapers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The Shinigami Men's Association meeting continues. They give more harebrained designs for quote unquote masculine phone charms. Then Akon Mayuri's third seat shows up and says the women cut their budget so they can't have meetings anymore. The end. <laughs> I, I love this one because they are in a public restroom. That yeah. is their meeting location. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best ending segment of all of them this set because, you know, also the silver hair guy was like, the phone's nine feet long when it's in use. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ukitake's design was real goofy. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Episode 172, episode 172, <laughs> back in Soul Society, oh, Squad 3 is no. chasing a cat, Kibune, um, uh, I'm a guy's guy who is now the third seat catches it, Squadmen complain that all their work has been lame stuff like this lately, Izuru is offered to go socialize with them, but he has to go file a report, he goes to Amagai's office and then hallucinates Gein being there in his seat. I'm a guy's calling everybody by their first name because he's like a cool substitute teacher. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's the energy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Izuru tries to complain about all their boring missions, and I'm a guy says that this is because their captain was a traitor, so they lost everyone's trust. What about the fucking two other squads where that happened? I, I guess Eisen's squad is literally just that one girl who's in a mental institution now. <laughs> I don't think Eisen had a squad. Honestly, I think he hypnotized people into thinking he had a squad because he didn't want to do all that admin. <laughs> and then I don't think we ever find out a single thing about Tosin's guys at all, other than that 69 men is his lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Amagai says that Gin was a charismatic captain, which I guess is a way to describe radiating scum so intensely plants <laughs> wilt when you pass them. <laughs> then he then tells you that when you lose a charismatic leader, the entire team can collapse. So him, Kibune, and Azura will have to form the new pillar for the squad. He then tells Azura to go take the night off. We're, we're not working too hard here. So Kibune is the red hair guy introduced for this, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, the guy that looks like recolored Saeya Right. So when he enters the room 
and he's just there. Because in the prior shot, he's just a, one of the guys who picks up the thing. And it had been so long since we recorded Chuggy Bleach, and, you know, the prior two episodes didn't have anything to do with him. He enters the room, and he's an important part of the conversation. I turn to Bob and say, what the, what the hell? That's not a real Bleach character, right? And Bob goes, he's real right now. And I start losing it and go, that guy's not a member of our family, right? And Bob goes, he's in our house. <laughs> Because I completely forgot this fucker existed in between chugging bleaches. I was like, what? Why is fucking fair? Why is this background character talking? (laughs) The next day, Squad 3 is having a training exercise. Um, A guy says he's going to teach them a new style of fighting. It's a game where he everybody has to wear a colored armband. They call out colors, and whoever is wearing that color is the enemy. So it's to train reflexes and decision-making. Izuru is in the cuck shed and not allowed to participate in it. Everybody is good at it really fast and Izuru is stunned. And then after training, everybody thinks Amagai is so cool for his team building methods. And then they all make jokes about Izuru being replaced by Kipune as the <laughs> lieutenant. And Izuru hears this and is so upset he has to go excuse himself to go get drunk. All I could think for most of this episode is like, man, all of these other squad dudes... They were made up for this arc. They're yeah. not even real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I th- actually, I I feel like the, the squad dudes have consistent enough designs. They were probably in background shots in the actual series. Really? I don't believe they, it at all. They match up with every other character they invented for this arc where they just look wrong. <laughs> it's like just imagine Kira in the corner being like, who are these people? <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it please, past Kubo. Please, please, I can't. Oh no! All, all, all their names on the notable members have anime only on them. The Maria. Oh no! We're listening oh, to fifty no. people talk about two guys that aren't real. None of them's real. These are just like, where am I? They made all these guys up. Oh man. Uh, anyway, he's drinking with Tetsuzaimon, Komamura's lieutenant, and Rinji. Tetsuzaimon tells Iziru to give him uh, Amagai a break because he's talented, and and then says, "But Kibune probably will take your position." Uh, and then Iziru <laughs> sulks. Then Amagai and Kyoraku enter the bar and go to a private room to drink. Amagai wants to find ways for the squads to cooperate more, and Kyoraku says they should include Ukitake if they want to discuss that kind of thing because he's better at that. And then they try to drink, but Amagai's lightweight and passes out instantly. Laugh. <laughs> the, uh, the next day, Azuru's filing papers, and Kabune comes in and tries to talk to him about his crippling insecurity. But they get distracted by an emergency report. It's at the big hole where Ganju beat Yumachika during Soul Society. This upset me so much because they were like, "That's the execution grounds." It's like, no, it's not. It's a dumpster, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. A new Soul Reaper saw something weird go down the hole, and then the hole around the ground collapses and they fall in. I saw something weird down, go down there. Was it a bag of trash? Zuru <laughs> <laughs> saves the new guy as he falls, and then he's, but he's knocked out. And inside the pit are jail cells full of hollows? They fight a bunch of hollows, and one tries to eat the unconscious guy. Kibuna uses his Shikai Red Rampage Repu, and it's like a Klingon Batleth. It's also a boomerang. <laughs> it's honestly pretty cool for how dumb it is. <laughs> he kills all of the weak hollows instantly and then tries to kill the one that has half eaten the new guy, and Azuru stops him, and then Kabune goes on an incel rant about how if you're weak, you should die. <laughs> Yeah, he just fully unmasked as the villain of the franchise of this of the filler arc here. It's weird. Yeah. 
they clash again, and then the rest of, of, of Squad 3 shows up, so Kabune has to resume pretending he doesn't hate women. <laughs> Izuru copes a little, because that clash where he blocked the attack almost broke his own Shikai. They discover in the investigation that someone rigged the ground to collapse, and but the hollows were all just Mayuri's half-test hollows, and he pisses and cries that they killed them all. Then we cut to, this, uh, to a Senkaimon gate. It isn't the one. It's, a, it's some fucking sub-Senkaimon gate they made up for this fucking filler arc. <laughs> yeah, apparently <laughs> yeah. that's a thing that you have. Sure. It opens. The two guards don't see anyone there and try to close it, but Ruricio runs through as it closes. Illustrated Guide to Soul Reapers. Not golden. Golden. Um. So this segment feels like it was belonged in a later episode, and they just put it here for some reason, because Ichigo and Byaki are having a meeting in Byaki's home. Yachiru pops out of the floor and says she's been looking for Ichigo. She apparently made a fucking hidden tunnel in Byaki's house. <laughs> yes. Byaki apparently called Ichigo in just to demand that he refer to him by his full name and title, but Ichigo already left. <laughs> Episode 173. Ichigo has gone back to Soul Society. She instantly runs into the evil advisor who herds her into a palanquin and sends her off and then instantly tells his assassins to go kill her. This is the important assassin because he has visible hair. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. He can also turn into a shadow and teleport, I guess. Ichigo, Rukia, and the retainers come through the same private Senkaimon that Ruricio did. All the humans got benched again because we can't have shit even in filler. They don't even come up with an explanation this time. Yeah, like Orihime says, uh, it's forbidden. I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get what the note the from my mom. <sighs> Never mind the fact that it's not even just you're alive because she went to visit Soul Society in canon content to train. Chad, are you going to come? No, my feet are wet. <laughs> <laughs> Ishida, I just don't want to. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't care about this girl. Fuck off. <laughs> they have a meaningless filler conversation as they run through the streets in the rich part of Soul Society, and Ichigo keeps shit-talking the girl, and her retainers keep punching him in the back of the head as they run. They split up, and Ichigo looks in the fucking Soul Society mall. I guess if you're not in the poor shithole area, everything just looks like a shopping center. <laughs> Rukia runs into Kenpachi and he instantly detects Ichigo and wants to go off and fight him as Rukia desperately tries to keep him out of the plot or it might be good. The evil advisor traps the retainers in a fucking broom closet. Yeah. Like he just like, I saw her in there. And then they go in there. And he like puts a chair up against the door and runs off. Yeah, this seems ludicrous when this dude's commanding an army of killer ninjas. Sometimes, you know, you don't have to try that hard to accomplish your goals. <laughs> Ruricio is carried to a noble house and there's a brown-haired girl there. Her name is Sachi and they're friends. There's a tea party with a bunch of other girls. The retainers are still in the broom closet. Ichigo tries to just walk into this big noble compound and gets chased off. Idiot. <laughs> he then uses flash step to sneak in and invades the tea party full of children and is instantly caught by the guards again and has to run again. Idiot. Ruricio is wandering around grousing about Ichigo showing up and finds a crying child. She leads the child to try and find their mother, but the little girl is an assassin who attempts to kill her, which is very funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, she's got, like, a doom theme as soon as she starts fucking shit up. It's great. That is the last spoiled image I posted, her running from this little assassin with her tiny little shiv. <laughs> she looks like a When They Cry character. Exactly! <laughs> yes, she does. Multiple people have said that. That's true. Ichigo intercedes to protect her, but the guards show up again and try to harass her. And the little girl, who now has an adult's woman voice, starts shiving them in the liver, which is really funny. 
She's about to kill Riccio, but Kenpachi just shows up through the wall and grabs the assassin, and an entire fucking adult ninja comes out of her skin like it was a fucking bodysuit. <laughs> just like... <laughs> then Kenpachi kills them with the dismissiveness of someone closing the door on a salesman. <laughs> he doesn't even look at them. He's just like, arm swings down, problem solved. I'm losing it because Chris and I screen capped the little girl running after her. The same frame of animation for the little girl, but two different spots in the scene. <laughs> Rukia comes through and stares at Ichigo covered in the we're gonna hold you down and spit on you schoolyard bully dog pile the guards have going on. <laughs> Everything is resolved and we get a dumb little side note about how Ruricio's friend is arranged to be married and sad about it and we get the unbelievably fucking stupid... Sure, they're financially secure and not targeted by the violence of the state, but their personal freedom is impeded. Don't you feel sad for the nobles? Thing that so many things love doing. Then Kenpachi says he had fun destroying things looking for Ichigo and for Ichigo to come back more often so he can smack him around. Then Ichigo almost senses the main assassin, but not quite. Illustrated Guide to Soul Reapers, but they don't even say it. They just say, Yahaha. <laughs> <laughs> you found me. <laughs> <laughs> Yachiru has a fucking razor scooter. <laughs> Ikaku made it for her, and she's just riding it around in Byakuya's house. Even he knows it's pointless to tell her to stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I too wacky. Then Nimu comes through yet another secret passage in the wall and takes her for tea, and Byakuya discovers the Shinigami Women's Association has apparently just set up in his house. That's their meeting space now. <laughs> Which is like the end of this arc. And that's funny, but I really thought this was going to lead to, like, him siding with the men's association, and this was going to be a whole thing. He seems to have the best relationship with the Shinigami Women's Association, because there was a chunk earlier on where uh, the joke was that men kept showing up and getting thrown out, and he is the only one who did not get thrown out. <laughs> Instead, he shoved an entire meat bun into Yachira's mouth. <laughs> Episode 174... The evil advisor and the main assassin are meeting. The evil advisor changes appearances between being normal and giving these evil orders, by the way. Like, he puts his hair up in a little ponytail and puts on, like, a monocle. It's very fucking stupid. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I just focus on, why did you just draw a monkey and pretend he's a dude? I, I, was, I spent this whole time super mad that he opened his mouth and he didn't have Aramaki's voice actor from Ghost in the Shell standalone cup. Fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. But yeah, every time I look at him, I just see Andros. <laughs> every fucking time i'm like god the weird thing is his teeth are different between different episodes he either has half of his row of teeth or he has inter every other tooth yeah it feels like they sometimes decide not to draw his upper lip they, they can't decide which dr zayas looking motherfucker <laughs> right no you don't want to go there luricio <laughs> you won't like what you find out there the advisor gives this assassin another one of those mere swords and tells him to go to the living world and kill fucking kill her already. His name is Hanzo. That's it. That's that scene. Or Hanza? No, it's Hanzo. Oh. His name is Kukui Hanzo. I have to carry that name with, for the rest of my life that I know the name of this fucking useless filler character. <laughs> Some boy in a noble house wonders where Riccio is. I'm too, there's too many new characters in this arc. Fucking stop it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make up for quality and quantity. He's some noble and some other noble wants to see him. I didn't fucking write their names down. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. 
they don't even look as interesting as the bounce. It's rough. No, they don't. Yeah, Every it's time rough. I had that thought, it, it ate away at my soul. We cut to the fucking mod souls trying to get into Urhar's oh shop. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, finally. Hey, I'm surprised that there is so little mod soul in this filler arc so far. In Ryu, the big retainer is blocking the door. The mod souls do mod soul shtick where they all start punching his shins, but it doesn't do anything because they're just stuffed animals. Behind him, Ruichio is playing with Uru and Ginta. Ginta acts like a jerk, so Inryu just kills him, I guess. He, like, grabs him from off camera and yanks him <laughs> out of frame, and then he's no longer in the scene. Inside, there's a pointless filler meeting. All the humans in Urahara and Yoruichi, who is now on this filler arc, all she can do is, I got information. Yeah. Yep. That's all she can do in any of these filler arcs. There's a fucking, there's a race. Fuck off. There's a reishi shortage, but only one type of reishi. There's fucking different I, kinds this, now. This, it's fucking mm, the energy that mm. everything's made of. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, Bleach anime filler writers. <laughs> fuck yeah. you. Yeah, no, you can write a lot of things. You are not allowed to write this. You can't be like, <laughs> they're running out of literally the concept of the world. Yeah, it's like, they're wait, running wait, out of wait, matter. Wait, wait. What are they, what are they low on again? Stuff. <laughs> what do you fucking mean, stuff? They're trying to do this, oh, this low-tier noble family is trying to make up for not having political power by having financial connections, but we don't get any, like, we they never go into how civil society is actually structured, because that doesn't fucking matter to the story, so it's unbelievably dumb. Mm -hmm. We cut to the shadow assassin. <laughs> <laughs> and his gang of even more obvious jobbers. Oh I did not Fuck commit these, these guys. guys' names to memory. Fuck these guys. Fuck this Kmart Jupon got in a grab bag of bullshit. <laughs> these are guys that Kenshin would delete by looking at them. Yes. Yeah, they literally look like aborted designs from Samurai Showdown. <laughs> then that's, just, this is, that's like a 30 second scene. We, we get nothing. He's just looking at these guys. Then we cut to the Ichigo party, and they're escorting Ruichio home and detect something. Ichigo immediately makes the worst fucking decision possible and is like, Rukia and Orihime, you guard her while all the strong people go and scout. <laughs> <laughs> Rukia then uses the Chappie candy, and Chappie isn't a crackhead now? That's just fucking bullshit. <laughs> You're denying me everything, filler arc. <laughs> <laughs> this all happens very fast we're in like the phantom menace ass editing zone we're back in soul society the boy that we saw earlier is named kanogi and he's the evil advisor's puppet he's trying to make him the head of ruichio's clan he's ruichio's fiance that's all that fucking matters in this scene nothing else happens back to the human world Ichigo, Chad, and Ishida all went out to scout what they sensed. Were Chris yelling at his screen in frustrations levels of characters being stupid <laughs> Luckily, the villains are also stupid, and Hanzo decided to directly fight Ichigo instead of trying to maneuver around him. Ishida and Chad fight some ninjas. Ninjas also surrounded the non-combatants. Ichigo establishes that Hanzo has the same weird mirror sword, and I guess the weird tentacle parasites do something. They don't say yet. They fight a little bit, and then Hanzo starts radiating blue energy, and a tentacle thing absorbs a bunch of his arm, and he does the flashbang, but... Hanzo says that this magic light gets you even if you shield your eyes, because now it's it's stronger. <laughs> then we cut back to Soul Society and uh, and some nameless nobles who objected to Kanogi being made the head of Arishio's family get assassinated in like a 20 second cut. They go into a room and then you hear like wacky bonking cartoon fucking fight sound <laughs> and they're dead now. 
we cut back to everybody fighting the foe stealth force. Okay. Imagine how, you know, we all, we always tell jokes about how shitty the stealth force is. So now we have like the filler stealth force who are even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's dire. It is so dire. <laughs> Ichigo is, was, has been trapped in a Windows 98 screensaver by the light. He can't move either. He got trapped in like a mirror dimension, I guess. Ichigo powers up really hard and it breaks, starts to break the effect because he's a Giga Chad. And then just to really overkill, Yoruichi shows up to just totally fucking just delete the situation. Then Yoruichi literally says, you should run away and report to your master instead of vaporizing him and ending this arc instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all his guys killed themselves off screen because they lost to Ushida and Chad. So, so yeah. he should leave. And then he does. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys that Orihime and Rukia captured instead of killing, they all blow themselves up also. We cut back to Soul Society again so we can establish that Kanogi is now head of the clan because everyone who objected died in that 15 second cut earlier. The Arankar Encyclopedia. Saeyapora will talk about Frashions. They're the subordinates of Espada. You can have as many as you want, but his are special. Gin then complains that his show was taken from him and Sayaporo asks if he'd like to eat one of his minions and Gin says, no thanks, I had subordinate for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. It's so upsetting to see these because it's like, uh -huh. no, you can't. Not right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right? not fair. <laughs> it's like you're floating along in this weird filler arc and someone just says, please wake up. <laughs> Remember. Episode 175. Okay, real quick. Real quick. I gotta cover this. The intro narration. The narrator literally goes, uh, the ninja guy Hanzo's weapon looked exactly like that other guy's, but it had different powers. And I'm like, you're not supposed to point that out. You're supposed to <laughs> hope we don't notice and get mad. No, there, there's a point to it, so they had to point it out. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're now halfway through. Gee, this episode's sure going a lot fucking faster than normal. I wonder why. Episode 175. I think this is the shortest summary of any of these episode summaries I wrote. Yep, I'm pretty sure that's right. Kenogi is in, in a room. The evil advisor shows up and leaves. The scene is pointless other than to establish Kenogi is indeed his pawn. Hanzo and the evil advisor meet again. Hanzo says this time he'll kill Ichigo for sure and fuses more thoroughly with the weird mere tentacle sword thing. He then asks for swords for his men who are freaks. I'm taking a moral stand on not learning any of their names because they'll be dead soon. Mm -hmm. Smart. One looks like Bin K, like the historical Bin K. Mm -hmm. uh, the other is a small guy with freaky long arms, and the other has red hair and a mask. There you go. Yeah. Like, you, you could have gotten these guys from the Unity asset store. <laughs> Richio's house. Kenryu made the house invisible with magic, and Yuzu looks out the window and is like, where'd the fucking house go? <laughs> Yoruichi had to go get information. Mark it off the bingo card. Exactly <laughs> like the Bout arc. She saves Ichigo from an antagonist and then has to leave the st story for 20 episodes. Mark it off the list. Rishio comes out and gets mad that nobody ever tells her anything, and then we just kind of spin our wheels for five minutes. Ichigo talks to Rishio on the roof, and we get more it's hard being a noble shtick as she has a flashback of Kenryu and Inryu being nice to her. The Jobber Brigade basically kicked down the door. Hanzo is in really shitty-looking armor. <laughs> It's hilarious. He looks like an 80s or 90s character making like a, a satire character of a genre that was popular at the time. Holy he shit. looks like a character that dies in one episode of Ronin Warriors. <laughs> he looks like a joke version of a Sinistral from Lufia 2. <laughs> this is... Barking being Gilgamesh. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, he's got the big cape, and then he's gonna like take it off to reveal his new. Oh no, he's not taking it off. He's gonna. Oh my god, he's going to fight in that stupid thing. <laughs> Ronin warriors, we a boomers win. <laughs> Obviously, after the movie, right? Oh wait, that's out. There's a movie. Oh wait, am I mixing up? Yeah, Saint Seiya had a recent movie. Oh thank God, thank God, I'm safe for now. Everybody splits off to do fights. Ruki is fighting the weird little freak. Chad's fighting the big guy. Ashita is fighting stoic masked guy. Ichigo is fighting Hanzo. Ichigo Bankai's immediately, so he should just delete this guy. But that isn't going to be that easy. Into the episode, the Arankar Encyclopedia. Gein will discuss Lost Notches. It's the base of operations for Aizen. The Espada should stay in their own private palaces, but they don't. Saeya Poro shows up and gloats about how good his traps are, and then he hits on Gein. I can't believe Chris didn't recap the important Orihime doing laundry through line of that episode. <laughs> that was really important. I think we found out more about Orihime than any other episode. <laughs> Sometimes she has to do laundry. Sometimes Can you believe she that? She has to do laundry, and we have to show it multiple times. Yeah, she couldn't come to the meeting that episode because she was doing laundry. God. <laughs> episode 176. Ruki is facing off against the freak. They have a scythe and chain attached to a weird tentacle thing. Rukia instantly uses her Shikai and attacks. She freezes him solid, and then Rukia's like, Don't worry, I left him alive so we could question, but he just breaks out. I used the backside of my ice. <laughs> <laughs> but they have special weapons called Bakuto? Yeah. So I guess they're freaky artificial Zanpakuto? He eats part of his, like, he bites a chunk off this side and grows a bunch of swords out of his back. Yeah. Kenryu uses his flower sword, but the guy spins his chain really fast to blow the pollen away. He then corners Inryu and Ruricio and shoots blades from his back at them, and then Rukia melts them with a hado. He then eats more of his weapon, grows more spikes, shoots them again, and they get erased again, because we're now in the classic filler shit of have the same shit happen twice in a row. Yeah, like, this fight made me feel like I was going insane, because, <laughs> A... If you can just eat metal, I don't think you need a sword, bro. Um, <laughs> two, I really loved Ken Ryu's like bloom and glory power. I'm like, oh, that's a great shutdown move for a bodyguard. Unless you swing your weapon and then it stops working. Yeah, I I can't believe how well, well he he's a chain, so it made a wind. <laughs> how unbelievably useless that thing is. It's like, so what does it do exactly? Is it actually Weakening the weapon if they attack you with those flowers, or the flowers are getting in the way of you swinging. What's happening? We'll never know because all it takes is for you to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we cut to Ashita and the mask guy. They talk a bit, and Ashita waves his Quincy dick. He's like, "I'm not using Flash Step. I'm using Here and Kyaku. It's better. <laughs> if you don't think it's better, I'll kill you." The mask guy explains that Bakuto. Absorb energy from the wielder to become stronger. Unlike Zanpakuto, which have a mutually beneficial relationship with their wielder, which doesn't fucking make any sense. They're not independent and alive. They're a reflection of the owner's soul. I like that even in his description, he made it sound like Zanpakuto were better. <laughs> I mean, that that. At le you know what? I'm going to give this filler arc. I'm going to give this filler arc a point. At least they have the explanation of these are dark, forbidden things that suck your life force to explain why these people are not getting vaporized when main characters look at them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He gives his Bakuto a bunch of energy and it becomes a pair of swords connected to like a weird muffler made of flesh. And then Ishida shoots him, but it makes a smoke that stops Reishi. 
And then Ishida shoots at shadows in the smoke for a little bit. And then we cut to Orihime running through the street because she senses the lights and she senses Chad. But her laundry. <laughs> I know, right? What about the laundry? <laughs> Chad is squaring off against the big guy with a spear. He asks them to leave and tries to appeal to their sense of empathy. But they're a filler character who is less human than a cardboard cutout. So it doesn't work. The fucking, the fucking dialogue, though, where he's just like, Ruichio's young and she's ready to embrace her future. And I'm just like, Chad, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Chad. Chad, did you read the script? Is that the script in your hand, Chad? <laughs> he just starts sounding like a book report. <laughs> they start to fight. He has the same makes rock spear as the guy before. He knocks Chad around a bit, and then Chad decides just decides to try and break out his shield arm. Chad blocks some hits and hits him a couple times. Then the guy starts trying to say Chad's power also eats at his life force. That's not how this fucking works. And then I said, <laughs> filler guy, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they do. The next blow will decide it shit, and the guy powers up and makes more rock walls and then reveals that he can go through the rock walls and presumably stabs Chad because there's a splash of blood in the episode ends, and it's exactly like when Chad uh, got attacked by Neutoyer in a previous episode. Uh, it's the exact same cut. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he can get out. He, like, goes through the rock roll and comes out insanely slow, so Chad's disassociating for, like, half a minute is, while he emerges. Staring at a McDonald's across the river. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am pretty hungry. The Arankar Encyclopedia. Gein will talk about Chad. The right arm of the giant has great defensive power. The left arm of the devil has great offensive capability. Chad asks why he's here, and Gein says, Will you yourself say your power is more like a hollow? And then Chad agrees, but he's like, But it doesn't make me feel good because it means being associated with Pache and Don Chaka. <laughs> Fair. Episode 177 Rookie is fighting the freak. He's covered in spikes now and shoots blades out of his back. Rukia cuts him and gets butt hurt, and he decides to power up even more. The weird fucking starro-looking thing on his chest starts to grow, and he turns into even more of a freak and gets like cut, like flesh spikes all over him. Yeah, he becomes a weird dino clone hybrid human, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. are you doing, man? It's a sword. He shoots like a million blades at her, and she deflects them. He fucking teleports to her, I guess, and starts shooting more blades at her. He catches up to Riccio and her retainers and knocks them around a little bit. Rukia realizes something and chain casts Sokat Sui at him. And he does a spin dash and shoots a bunch of blades at her. And she makes an ice pillar to block them. And then he tries to chew on his blades some more. But she used Binding Hado to prevent him from eating more of his sword. Well, actually, I think her real technique here is when he goes to do that and she yells, freeze, and he just doesn't <laughs> he does. do it. <laughs> I, I think the implication is because it, it shows the... It shows Sokatsui, like, wrapped around his arm, so I guess she hit him with it and then turned it on when he moved to bite his sword. It's very stupid. <laughs> she then breaks out the expensive canned animation of Sugi no Mai Hakuren! And freezes him again. And he breaks out again, but uh, he used the stealing your energy to power up sword too much, so it just eats him and explodes. The end. He's dead. I love this, because you see the, the, the slice thing he uses still just sitting on the ground with bite marks in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that didn't grow back. It's not going to. I don't think it was designed to do that. I think that was just something he could do. Right? Yeah, I was telling Bob, I was like, I think this guy just did this with weapons. I don't even think this is part of the weapons powers right now. Cut to Ishida. The guy filled the smoke with his spiritual pressure so Ishida can't clearly sense him. 
At least that's a better reason than the rock being magic like in the Bound Arc. <laughs> Ashida breaks out the Sele Schneider and starts using it like a sword. He's like trying to gather info about this dude's power. The guy merged with the smoke and only rematerializes to attack. He cuts Ashida's leg and then says, now you can't use here in Kyaku. And I'm like, the whole point of the Mayuri fight is that Quincy can manipulate the Reishi cloaking their bodies to move even if you, like, completely brutalize them down into dust. Yep. That, that, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I did, Chris, they went over this. There's a Reishi shortage, oh as you know. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Not even I would pull that bullshit. <laughs> Ashita set up the magic circle he used on Sayaporo and blows the dude up. Ashita also got caught in it somehow, I guess. Fucking whatever. I started getting fucking livid with this the moment it did that. It's like, hey, remember that thing that happened like 10 episodes ago and the cool shit? I'm like, fuck you. Don't you do this to me. Please wake up. Try to remember. I'm trying. <laughs> Yeah, we're in the fucking coma. <laughs> yeah. The end of the episode was enough to deal with, but then when the episode just started beat for beat, repeating the cool shit that happened near the end, I started really fucking getting mad. Rukia looks at the site the guy had, but the die itself for steals it and runs. Turns out the big guy didn't actually cut Chad. Chad blocked it. Why did he bleed then? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> He keeps attacking from inside the wall, which is the exact same thing the last guy was doing, but with rock instead of smoke. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he does successfully stab Chad, but Chad is just like, I'm fucking stronger than you, and just catches the spear and pulls him out of the wall and throws him <laughs> through it. It's so fucking good. And then Chad's like, I'm going to use La Muerte, the coolest thing that has been in the Bleach anime in 30 episodes after or before. You're done. And then just deletes him and leaves the skull behind. <laughs> it's so good again. I started making jokes to Baba like, then we're going to come back to the advisor and he's going to eat one of his underlings. And it's going to be so cool. I'm just going to do it all. Ichigo is fighting Hanzo. He shatters the mirror in Hanzo's sword and is all smug, but then all the shards like uniformly flashbang him. That's the end of the episode. The complete Quincy. The dub forgot what this segment was called and called it the Quincy Encyclopedia, but the subtitles correctly refer to it as <laughs> the complete Quincy. <laughs> the Sele Schneider can be used as to make a magic circle that explodes. It's hard to do, so get your allies to help. Ishin is there again and says, Huh, wow, Ryukin, you're still relying on others there, huh? And then Ryukin tries to shoot him and says, My finger slipped. This is pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. The two divorced guys hanging out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Episode 178, Ichigo got sent to hell by the light particle. <laughs> There's a bunch of mirrors, one of them has baby Ichigo in it, the sword trapped Ichigo in a nightmare about his mom dying. He relives his mom dying and she blames him and starts choking him, very basic stuff. Ichigo starts to brute force out of it and they try to do an emotional thing of him talking to his mom, but we already did this 150 episodes ago. I'm sorry, 162 episodes ago? Yeah, I was yep. like, oh my god, his sword's gonna summon Grand Fish. <laughs> I've never heard of that character before. <laughs> Ichigo breaks out entirely and Hanzo is... Hanzo's already washed. He's heaving and panning and crying. And they fight a little bit and it sucks. And then there's a cool bit where Ichigo gets knocked back and like reaches out and grabs the air to slow down his momentum. Mm -hmm. It's like he sticks his hand against a wall or something, but it's the air. Then Hanzo's sword starts eating him and he's covered in like his Tokyo ghoul flesh armor. <laughs> and he gives his backstory, which is too stupid and contradictory for me to recount <laughs> yeah Fair. he then attacks Ichigo 
and Ichigo uses his mask and eviscerates him and his sword eats him like the other guy. Okay, he's dead now. And then Hansa was like, no, my next deception was trapping you in a dilapidated Kmart where there were no employees to check you out. No. <laughs> you would you ask why you're even shopping at this Kmart, but it's too late. You're already in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really be like uh, your your master plan was subject Ichigo to his mom, right? <laughs> what, <laughs> bro? Please do not give the Shonen Pro tag an opportunity for emotional closure. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is fucking going on? This writer room must be insane. <laughs> Look, you. They have to get this shit out a week at a time. <laughs> Man, I love that Hanzo's backstory is that he must do everything to protect the clan. And that means he will kill the next in line to take over the clan. <laughs> and they try to go, they try to imply this clan makes Zanpakuto. Mm -hmm. they, they make swords. Not, not necessarily Zanpakuto. There's, there's, what other fucking swords are there in Soul Society? What other sword has any what? fucking character not, had in Soul Society? Not anymore, because there's a stuff sword. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much we need the stuff. <laughs> We're all out of the stuff. <laughs> we cut to Soul Society. Kabune is walking to work. Zero's stalking him. He goes to the Kasumiyoji compound. That's, that's the noble families. I haven't said their name before now because it doesn't matter. Uh, time for the horrible plots to intersect. We get a scene with Kanagi the pawn being shuffled back to his room, and the evil advisor goes to his evil meeting room, where he puts on his evil monocle to do evil meetings. Mask guy survived, everybody else died. He gets mad at being told he's a loser and tries to attack him, and then Kabune shows up and kills him instantly. That's the end of the episode. Oh my god, what a twist. <laughs> Kabune Minoji so powerfully killed this guy who was heaving over and dying already. Yeah, I'm scared of Kabune. <laughs> Illustrated Guide to Soul Reapers, they don't actually say it again. Instead, they just say, what did you say? The Men's Soul Reaper Association is invited to a joint exercise with the Women's Soul Reapers Association. They get really excited because they're being respected. And it's framed as how to turn down an aggressive salesman, but it's a demonstration on how to turn down a pushy guy hitting on you. Yep. Episode 179. Interesting thing about 179, the intro gets changed for this episode. It does. And it is worse than ever. <sighs> They have to put in shots of Kibune looking cool. <laughs> I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> yeah, they had to take out all the stuff where we pretend Hanzo is the main villain. Just had to remove that because he vaporized. They still have shots of him, though. They do. They even it's changed so out the design to be the, the newer one. To be the Sinistral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, what an awful outfit. Squad 3 are at a fighting arena, just randomly. Kabune thought it would be a good place for training. Amagai isn't here because it's time for the favorite thing of every filler arc, a captain's meeting. Amagai wants the squads to do joint training sometimes so the soldiers can work together and don't all hate each other. Kenpachi hates the idea and Ukitake supports it. Yamamoto rejects it off screen and we cut to Amagai sad and drunk in a bar. He gets touchy-feely on Ukitake and then passes out. We cut to Rinji with Rangiku and Hitsugaya. Rinji hates the idea of joint training, and Rangiku imagines it as a giant mixer between men and women. Uh, Hitsugaya walks off camera to hang himself. I mean, look out the window. <laughs> Hitsugaya inner monologues about how this will cause a bunch of dumb schisms in the squad, almost like he's reading a fucking script. <laughs> squad 3 is sad they won't be doing joint training and will have to go back to random chores. Kabune shows up and says, maybe they'll come around. And then Izuru stupidly tries to bring up Kibune going into the compound publicly and Kibune just denies it. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, why, why'd you do this in front of everybody, dumbass? Right? 
You know that they're all paid actors. Anime, you can't try to make me feel bad for Zuru if he sucks this bad. <laughs> Everyone gets an alert that Minos have somehow gotten into Seirate and everybody needs to activate. Zuru doesn't want to do anything because the captain isn't here. He's sure fucking getting shafted in this arc. Why is he such a fucking idiot? I, I refuse to believe the idea that Gein was an effective administrator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he just walked around looking like that and he got things done. <laughs> Realistically, Izuru was doing fucking everything. <laughs> Kibune rallies everyone and they all ditch Izuru. Nobody can find these fucking minnows. All the squads are bickering and getting stuck into fucking... Wolfenstein 3D Soul Society hallways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they continue to do that thing where they get lost literally in their own house. And they're like, we we none of us have the ability to jump until ten minutes later when we do. Mm hmm. It, I guess this was all a ruse to show how uncoordinated the squads are. Amagai shows up to where Izuru is and then scolds everybody for not listening to Izuru. And then actual minnows show up. Too many Soul Reapers rush in to fight them and get stuck in the hallways. <laughs> Yamamoto set all this up to see if they needed this needed improved teamwork. Amagai takes charge and then does a big flashy sword move that does nothing. It does not do a single thing. I right? checked this scene multiple times. Like, does this big flashy thing he does have any effect on anything? And it does not. I'm like, it looks like waves. Is he doing like a sonar thing? Is this a, is he setting up a communications network? Is no, nothing's happening. He just did. He did that. Okay. This drives me so crazy because literally everyone there, like every vice captain could kill all of these without an uh, issue. Uh -huh. <laughs> like they shouldn't be in inside the Sarate. No. <laughs> like where are the meadows? Uh, does the fact that you can't see them from anywhere in the city tip you off to the fact that they're not here? Hey, remember that filler episode during the Bounar where Ichigo just killed like three Menos or whatever? And it was like, oh, yeah, he barely had to try. <sighs> Amagai gives orders so the squads can kill a bunch of hollows that anybody like within the top 30% of their forces could effortlessly defeat. Izuru notices Kibune having Matrix text on his glasses during this. Yamamoto approves joint training as a result of this test, and then Izuru notices Kibune being suspicious again. Episode over, the illustrated guide to Soul Reapers, Golden. Golden! golden. You didn't earn that, though. You... I'm gonna take what I can get. Yeah. <laughs> Ichigo's terrible teacher is listing students who have to take extra lessons. Keigo is one of them. Ichigo laughs at him, but is another, even though his grades are good because his attendance is poor, and the teacher smacks him a bunch of times with a book pointing this out because she's a horrible person who should be fired. <laughs> That's it. Those are the fucking episodes. That's it. You will believe a man can fly. God. <laughs> so many minutes happened, but so little actually happened. Yeah, I started getting really mad during some of this. <laughs> like, it felt like we covered a normal amount of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for five episodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> oh. All right. Well, that means we can review the, the ending, because that ended this set of episodes, as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the ending 15, Orange by Lilb. Yeah, Little B. Little B, I assume. Yeah, the, the, this is more like a little apostrophe B. So what happened to him? Oh, he got Lilbed. <laughs> and this is our regular 1 to 10 scale. Nothing too fancy here. Dr. Agar, what did you think of the ending? Every time this ending came on, I had to take a moment to re-remember that this is the imagery that goes with this music. 
that it, it, like there hasn't been a problem with Hulu and they've mismatched two different files. <laughs> and also while listening to it, it I I was trying to figure out what this music was. I'm like, it's is it it's kind of jazzy, but it's not is it swing? No, it's not swing. And then it occurred to me, oh my God, this is ska. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what did you think of the ending? It was like a knockoff Katamari song and it had terrible visuals. Three. Oh my God. <laughs> Dan? I started to wonder if making good ska was illegal in Japan at this point in time. I am also giving it a three. The animation and stuff is really bad, too, as mm -hmm. countless people are drawn really bizarrely with thin limbs. Yeah, I can't stand Tatsuki's baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. It's so bad. And then if you ignore all of that, the Casio keyboard quality ska song that's playing and everything else. The ending itself is just Orihime being depressed and spending time on her phone instead of sleeping at night. I don't... This is a bad ending. It is. <laughs> this oh is my God. terrible. I guess I've got to go. Um, I didn't hate it as much as you guys because there were a few <laughs> things I enjoyed, like the, the one cut of them throwing the cat in the air. But yeah, this isn't a good ending. E even... Where I was like, well, the song isn't good, but it's reminding me of Persona 4, which is a little bit of a happy place compared to where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it a solid four. <laughs> Jesus. And with that out of the way, we can talk about the best dressed. You know, the people were closed in this set of episodes, I hear. That's, that's true. And we could say that about any of them. <laughs> so, Chris, who was the best closed? <laughs> Uh, the evil little assassin who was apparently an adult man wearing a fucking suit. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a lot mm. to unpack. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> You'd think that when when they talked, they would have a full-grown man's voice, but instead they had a full-grown woman's voice. <laughs> it's just all sorts of confusing. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I still can't get over how she had fucking doom music play when she yeah. started attack. <laughs> Dan, who do you think was the best dressed? Uh, Kenogi, because he's he's dressed as um uh, the the voice actor of the main character of Die. <laughs> Look, I had to look it up. The the fucking child started talking, and I'm like, wait a minute, I know that voice. It's, it's always Jim Hawking from Outlaw Star for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. I was, I was like, like wait a minute, it's Jim, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that outfit uh did it upset me. Fair. Yeah, that's the bar, the set. <laughs> what was I gonna do? Vote for one of the little girls at their tea party? None of their outfits stood out. His did at least. So there you go. His fucking this kid's so well dressed. <laughs> I'll go. Let's see. Um, I'll give it to Hanzo in his awful new outfit. Damn it! <laughs> Sinister <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> 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 it's so terrible. There's nothing good about it, but it's hilarious. It just rolls up like I'm the boss of level one in a ninja game on the NES. 
<laughs> just so we're clear where I'm coming from with the sinistral comment, I'm just going to post a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah, you can see he's just like the one the Game Boy Color game invented. <laughs> Well, Dr. Agro, now that I've taken that from you. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with a different outfit that Hanzo wore. Uh, pulsing flesh tentacles <laughs> covering his entire body. Oh, we got a, Full on Tokyo Ghoul style, as Chris said. We get a lot of picks here for best dress, and most of them aren't motivated by who is the most throbbing. <laughs> <laughs> that man undulated for a moment. <laughs> He's just, he's just sitting there covered in all this flesh sucking him dry and Ichigo's going stop doing that you're going to die and he's like shut up fuck you and kill me yourself <laughs> even better is the fact that before this and during this he's just like this thing can make me infinitely strong cause I'm so cool oh my god and then he's he, when he said that he called it a katana. Uh-huh. And I I know I'm that sword guy, but there is no definition of that word on this earth that includes that fucking thing. What, it doesn't reach out to straight-bladed wrist swords? <laughs> With mirrors? With mirror bucklers? <laughs> Weird. No, that doesn't... Strange. Hey, what are you driving there, Paul? Oh, I'm driving a katana. <laughs> All right. Now we need to move on to our dance segment where he has to tell us how excited he is to watch more Bleach on a scale of 1 to 10. Zero. <laughs> if I could get in a time machine and go back, I'd think about it. These were so bad. You got everything you hate in Bleach filler over and over again. It's like, oh no, what are we going to do, Rukia? I'm going to freeze him. Oh, he broke out. I'm a freeze. Him. Oh, oh, he broke out. Well, he exploded anyway. You got designs that are all the, all these ninjas that look identical. Yeah, sucks so bad. They bring in the jobber ninja. The first fucking fight. It's like I got this weird sword with a reflector on it. It's like oh, that's crazy. And then the next guy has a different weapon. It's like oh, okay. And then and then. The important guy has the same weapon as the first guy. And I'm like, no. He even has the same you outfit as the first guy. You couldn't think of a third fucking weapon to give this guy? <laughs> no, it's cool. We swear. It's, it's fun. Well, they have to establish that these, unlike Zanpakuto, which are unique, these ones aren't. They can pass to each person because they fucking eat them. So... So these episodes, in fact, are like that the same. They're fungible and all come in the same shape, just like the bout filler. You'd kind of think that, like, the sea anemone part was the part that mattered, but for some you reason, wouldn't. I guess it doesn't. No. The, it's the, the weapon the, itself. The weird squid horror that slowly eats your arm is actually kind of fine. <laughs> also, I have to ask, do these weapons come with, like, documentation or an instructional video? When did they have time to practice all of this coming out of walls bullshit and stuff they were doing? Uh, Who clearly, taught them how to use these weapons? Clearly, they didn't practice it that much. That guy was coming out of that wall very slowly. Um. Well, they did talk about how the household makes swords. Maybe they made these and have been for centuries, but they're forbidden and uh, shouldn't be sold or sir, used. Sir, real quick, hmm. I'm not practiced sense. on this one, but I have read all the material. Am I or am I not supposed to eat that sword? <laughs> 
Oh, you do eat this one. It's delicious. <laughs> it tastes like black licorice. What does that sword even do if you don't eat it? I don't. <laughs> Probably I something do. with that chain. <laughs> Maybe. Some kind of on theme ability. <laughs> episodes we chug in a single sitting again at least then it will be done <laughs> yeah that's true i should have any optimism because that but given how much these episodes harmed me at a deep mental level i i worry about the night it could be bob yeah we could sit down to record and it's all the same events of these episodes they just change out the the weird advisor dude for the ninja and now he's going to attack Ichigo. And somehow it's the same episode. No, no, that's impossible. Wait, all the ninjas are dead, right? Yes. God, Thankfully. So. Well, yeah. all the ones we've met. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. No, he was the top ninja. <laughs> There's always room to go up. Hmm. I'm I'm really not looking forward to the to the chunk of these episodes where they have to pretend that Izuru is the main character. Yeah. Maybe they'll make it work. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna like, happen. Yeah, you sound like you believe that. They've been doing so well with them leading up to this point. Guys, I'm just saying we should we should all probably follow the chain of command while the commander's gone. You're a cuck. What? What <laughs> yeah. was that, Kabuda? You're a cuck. <laughs> you little cuck boy. Put me in charge, you you cuck. Okay. see <laughs> <laughs> right in front of him was like, I'll follow your orders, Kabune. I'm like, that is a one-way ticket to the cliff, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> How they were not executed at the end of the episode is beyond me. Get that halberd. They were going to kill Rukio. Is ready for a whole squad. <laughs> this should be we knew you were all traitors. <laughs> should be a part of the soul society that looks like Dracula's fucking lawn with the pikes and skulls. <laughs> But unfortunately, there's a shortage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Any any trivia you brought this time? Did you know I wish for death? <laughs> Although it was, has not been stated within the content itself, uh, in external discussions, Kubo has confirmed that one of the Arankar have their hollow hole that every one of them has. Uh -huh. um, one of them, one of it is actually on their genitalia. Is this true or false? Dan. Yes, true. Bob. False. Aggro. There's no way Kubo hasn't said that at some point. True. <laughs> it's true. All right. Yes. Uh, according to Kubo, Saya <laughs> Poro's hole is on the head of his dick. <laughs> I. Does it go all the way through? Like I don't fucking know. <laughs> Or is, there, is it like oriented differently? Like like it's a Prince Albert situation? Yeah, that's no. a really good question. I assume it's a Prince Albert situation. No. Which means like it like he, he pees and it like dribbles out the hollow hole instead of going all the way to the end. Wait, is that how that works? It's kind of like a muzzle break now no. instead of... <laughs> Do hollows have to pee? I, I, I mean, imagine they, they don't have to. They would normally, but there's a shortage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish I hadn't gone to you for trivia. <laughs> I feel enriched. Yeah, same. <laughs> 
Did you know one of Xehanort's minions has an X on their cock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all know which one. <laughs> Is it all of them? How yes, did he know? All of them. <laughs> Even the ice chick or lightning chick. Especially her. I still understand your confusion, Dan. She used her lightning magic <laughs> to, bring to make up an ice, ice castle. She castle, made a yes. fucking ice castle in fucking three. And I'm just like, wait a minute. That's not how lightning or ice works. <laughs> oh, all right. We got to review these 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah, our, we, uh, we do that, don't we? We do. We even have a special stick scale called the tightness scale that goes zero to 25 i feel like the zero has been made for a very special situation possibly like now but not necessarily like now but yeah let's go through this dan what do you think yeah i'm getting a fucking zero this is fucking terrible it looks like goddamn shit the just individual episodes would just start repeating themselves i think the shockwave that creates a wall is the dumbest fucking thing ever I hate so many different aspects of these fucking episodes. The only highlights are when, you know, the little girl with the knife chases after <laughs> Luigio and then is a full grown man. That's <laughs> like, that's like it, man. Like the only good shit here is the shit I'm saying at the screen where it's just like you and me sitting there going, Orihime's laundry. Now that's important. <laughs> Stop focusing on the rest of this. What is Orihime's laundry doing right now? Man, if only we got that arc. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd take a 20 filler, uh, 20, what is it, 23 episode filler arc that's just like Orihime's laundry has really gone out of control. Yeah, the, while we watched these, I started thinking of that Ikaku episode where he taught Kendo. I was like, that's better than anything they're ever going doing in this whole arc. Yeah. The episode rule. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. This is the definition of bad filler. All right, Dr. Egger, you were the most positive going into this. Mm -hmm. I want to know, how did it go? So, structurally, this is basically like a bad Kenshin arc. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of doubling up, and the fact that we had to see all those swords twice was really, really bad. Oh, yeah. But you know, there's a lot of great shit in this arc. I I fucking I love Filler Princess. I got to see Ichigo kick a guy in the head, which is something that hasn't happened in a long time. Orihime did laundry. I got to watch Rukia win a fight, which is always fun for me. That is very rare. I got a, a lot of my fucking around in Karakura Town that I was looking forward to, and. These episodes were bad, and I had a great time. 19. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm surprised you got enough Karakura Town. I felt like they did two episodes and then left and never came back, and I was, like, very upset. I mean, I, I didn't... I expected to get 20 minutes. I got more than I bargained for. I got to watch someone learn to appreciate farmers, and that's always a good day for me. I guess I got to go then... Man, this was rough. It's hard to think of how it could have been worse. <laughs> we got a lot of them reusing exact boss fights again from earlier Bleach <sighs> that had just happened. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. I don't, I don't even know what else to say. Like, it looks terrible. They do almost no stuff in the living world. All the politics with Soul Society are 
really brain dead and make no sense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it like a one. And I'm really scared because now we're moving on to only Soul Society, it feels like, because everything's about over there with Kira's squad. And that's been the dullest stuff in the arc. So I have to leave room for it to go down. Oh, yeah. It also had a lot of shitting on Azuru, which I love. <laughs> you liked it when Kibune was like, you have a small penis, cuck. And Azuru's like, excuse me, how did you? Uh, I mean, uh, what are you saying? And then Azuru couldn't figure out if that really happened or not. So we never told anybody. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? Kibune, I don't understand. You're so upset about this. And I saw you bought that penis pump earlier. <laughs> Is your dick actually this small? He's like, no, everyone must die. <laughs> Just to show how cool I am, I'm going to go murder a guy on the verge of death. <laughs> <laughs> I miss when Kira had a really bad microphone. <laughs> Me too. That was really funny when he called into the park on his turtle beach. <laughs> yes. Chris, what did you think of these episodes? It was bad, but it's not as bad as things have gotten before. I'm going to give it a two. The fact we went through so much at once, like up to the hope factor, because we're, we're out in one more episode. Mm-hmm. One more chugging bleach instead of nine. Yeah, blowing through this was great. Yeah, there's no other way to do this. Oh, man. You know, every time it got kind of bad, I thought to myself, hey, you know what this isn't? That multiplying Car bullshit. Oh, that God. was worse. That was really that was bad. Indeed that made me worse. want to pull my skin off. <laughs> yeah, that, that at least that was only like five episodes, but it was the worst arc they could have made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, that that does it. Get ready to watch another 10 episodes for next month's Chugging Bleach. Yeah, you better study for this test. It's important. You need to know what stuff they're out of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are they out of Amagai's? They might be out of Amagai's. Like every time they run out of Amagai, you have to be asking, where's Amagai? Hey, before you down that jug of bleach, how about you head on over to patreon.com slash gbpodcast. You can get the next episode of Chugging Bleach early and help support us doing insane seven-year-long endeavors like watching all of Bleach. We also do many other shows that you can get extras for. And if you ascend to Vasto Pod Lordes, you'll even get credit for it on Big Think Dimension, our weekly gaming podcast. If not, that's fine. We'll see you next time you're thirsty for some bleach.